do a magical Yay. snap. So now we can we can sync the audios Eight later. 42 Apple take. Okay. <laughs> check check check. Oh, headphones on. Careful, sorry. Check check right check. Okay. <coughs> Is the recording on? It's recording. I mean, I'll just the video. Yep, uh, the okay. video is recording, so we can just start whenever we want. Aaron, you can okay. get away. Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I am Aaron Schweitzer, publisher of The Source. I am joined by Nicole Vulcan, our editor. We are powered by The Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper, celebrating this month our 25th anniversary. We are glad that you're taking some time to listen to us chat with some of the people who shape our local community. For those of you who have been following this podcast, you'll notice that we're in a different environment. Thankfully, we are uh, being lent the space by KPOV. So these are the KPOV sessions. Uh, today, we're speaking with Nicola Carpinelli. Did I say that right? You said it perfect, All actually. Right. Thank you for saying <laughs> For <laughs> Italian, uh, for the Italian-American artists I'm sitting with here, the brush is just one of the many vehicles for self-expression. A culturally diverse Carpinelli was born in Hollywood in 1965 of Italian, French, and Argentinian descent. This eclectic man spent most of his time on the West Coast. His, he credits his many travels to Europe and Latin America as having a profound influence on his painting. After spending time as a Hollywood producer, musician, and artist, Carpinelli found the Dead Poets Foundation, sparked by a painting of Anthony Bourdain that he did following Bourdain's death by suicide. Uh, thanks for being here with us. Wow, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I love you guys so much. And <laughs> that article that Nicole did, uh, I, w I actually read it today. Oh. Uh, and God, so amazing. Um, and she just, I love the way you approached it and from different angles. And it wasn't just a one-dimensional, like, my, my opinion yeah. or whatever. And it actually taught me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. And thank you for having me here. Yeah. It's yeah. Here. It's been yeah. a little while. It's, it's been, been, that was 2019. It seems like the before times, right? Yeah. Be yeah. Before everything <laughs> went. Right. Kaflui. Kaflui. <laughs> 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 Haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> yeah. Not since my grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> I like to keep a couple of those around. Uh. <laughs> so we featured your work on the cover of The Source, mm. uh, featuring that painting of Bourdain. Yeah. Um, maybe you can quickly recreate that project and how it went before we move on to your yeah. new stuff. Well, you know, it's it basically been a time, a period where I hadn't painted in like 10 years. And uh, I had uh, I had, str had struggles uh, with alcohol and drugs in the past. And uh, one of the benefits of was that I wasn't able to paint when I was using drugs. Yeah. So I didn't have that association of uh, like where it would be like a trigger for me. Right. Um, in fact, I painted horribly. I, I, uh, one of the key things in painting is knowing when to stop. <laughs> right. And I just didn't know when to stop. And it would just look like a big batch of baked macaroni that, you know. <laughs> so um, anyways, you know, uh, like we were saying in the interview was like um, when you use what it does is it mutes the heart. And um, I just didn't want to feel. And so obviously when 
I stopped using, all of a sudden those feelings came That's rushing great. back. And so Bourdain's <laughs> death, who was like a hero to me, Miles Davis cool, yeah. um, was just trying to teach the world how to live in a in a in an abundant way and, and joyful way. And and I think a lot of people missed the the mark with, with him and I just, anyways, when he passed, I just was compelled to paint him. And uh, it was one of my favorite paintings. And it was the title, Hearts Unknown, which is, uh, you know, a play on his show, Parts Unknown. Um, but then it ended up being part of our program that we're doing here in Bend yeah. uh, for the kids. So uh, Hearts Unknown Education, which is, you know, us working with, with the kids. But back to that. Um, that inspired me to like, you know, go and like paint Chris Cornell, who I knew uh, after he'd taken his life. And I just, not so much to glorify uh, uh, the suicide or the act of him taking his life, uh, more or less an homage to these very sensitive people. And I, I thought to myself like, well, maybe someone who says, to themselves, like wow, I like I really relate to Anthony Bourdain, or mm-hmm. I re- really relate to Chris Cornell. Wow, am I? Uh, you know, I, I'm going through the same things he's going through. What could I do different? You know, yeah. and what I wanted to do is essentially open up dialogue on the topic. At a time when we were when we did this, 2019, uh, suicide awareness or 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 or. or, or speaking of it or putting it on the, in a newspaper, much less the cover, which was I was so grateful for, was unheard of. Now it's a, a headline topic, but I, I think Nicole might be the first uh, <laughs> baby. I don't know. Did we Have we checked, uh, you know, for a headline uh, thing to, for it to reach? And that's what surprised so many people in the industry and in, in different uh, suicide prevention organizations. They were like, how did you do it? Uh, even Mariel, who became my partner in, in Dead Poets Foundation and founding it, um, was like amazed. How, how, how did we get this kind of response and like, you know, have, you know, lines outside the door to get in? Um, and I, it's just such a the, the important thing is, is that we need to talk about it. And, you know, for the longest time, no one wanted to say anything. It's like we're so scared in this country, like since the beginning of landing on Plymouth Rock, I think uh, we have uh, avoided the conversation of death. And I think one of the beautiful things in in other cultures is that they embrace it and they talk about it and honor it. I'm always surprised at how prevalent it is once you do start talking to somebody about it, how how many people have someone they know who's taken their life for one reason or another. And, um, you know, once that opens up, yeah, a lot of conversations start. There's a, a lot of conversations that people want to talk yeah. about it. And different people have a different experience. Like, you know, a, a young person will have one perspective on it. But, like, wh- when we did that opening in Bend, um, there was a man, he, he had to have been around 80s, somewhere in his 80s. And he, his thing was his son had taken his life, and he didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. And it was awesome because we had all these uh, mental health professionals, along with Mariel, uh, to answer these questions for them, you know, and that you don't have to be uh, ashamed of that and help them understand. Um, again, through conversation, that's the most important thing. Is if we don't have communication, uh, we have nothing. 
it's like the same in a relationship. You know, it, you know, once you, you might be in love with someone, and then over the years you stop talking. Well, it's because you're not sharing realities, you're not sharing yeah. affinities. Um, it's just so important. Once communication's gone, then we got nothing. So yeah, yeah. So 2019. I mean, before, how many years were you painting those paintings before you decided I'm going to make a show out of this? No, it literally happened when I came up here to Bend. Okay. I hadn't painted. I, I was scared to even paint because I'd tried a couple times and it just wasn't, the magic wasn't there anymore. And I just thought, well, I'll move into something else or I'll go back to music or something like that. And when I came to Bend and then Anthony passed, that's when I sat down and I, I started to paint. I'm like, whoa, okay. I may be even painting better than I ever did. And then I went about painting. So it was like literally in, within a year, I had accumulated uh, all those paintings of Kurt Cobain, Robin Williams, uh, Kate Spade. Um, Ernest Hemingway, Ernest of Hemingway yeah. and Margot. And uh, Margot Hemingway. And I yeah. wanted to kind of also, you know, show that there's different reasons. Like we did David Bowie, who was an assisted suicide. But I wanted to like show yeah. the different reasons, you know, why uh, people will end the life and end their life. And well, again, it's just uh, it was a, an important thing for me to express it for mm -hmm. some reason, because I had had those feelings when I was younger. Um, I was, a, you know, 12 years old and I had a plan of what, what I was going to do. And it shouldn't be that way, you know. And so that's why I have such a passion for these kids. Yeah. Because I am one of them, and they have it harder than any other generation. I yeah, think. It seems that way. Right. Yeah. You know. I yeah. Mean, well, we want to talk about. We definitely want to talk about the hearts unknown. I just want yeah. to get, dive in just a little bit more about. Yeah. Okay, we had you had the you created the paintings. You had this amazing show, right. where it was just overflowing. Lots of response, yeah. mul written up in multiple papers. Mario Hemingway comes to this event. Wow. You know, wow, yeah. super cool. And then what happened in the in the subsequent time? You know, catch yeah. us up with okay. what, what happened wow. after that. <laughs> well, I, we don't I, I mean, we don't have all, all day. Games. I mean, this no, is like no, a, no. This so a let saga. Me, let me just <laughs> let me just give you the, the summary if I can. I always give, give long answers to, to questions and Dr. Asher always tells me that. Um, <laughs> so we uh, the day after the event, uh, Mariel Hemingway and Dr. Howard Asher and I went to breakfast to kind of celebrate uh, what was an amazing turnout and response and the community responding to the event. And we just kind of like scratched our heads and like, you know, this Dr. Asher, I think, was the one that said this needs to be a road show. <laughs> like we should we should <laughs> right. go on there. And Mariel's like, yes, you know, and I'm like, well, what if we formed a nonprofit? You know, and we did this kind of thing. Uh, obviously, we're. I think the key thing in mental health is uh, you got to be effective. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are not effective with, you know, suicide awareness. A lot of these suicide awareness uh, uh, gatherings are like attended by maybe 20, 30 people, and then they end up having like 20 people on their board. So it's like them and then inviting a few friends. Um, and, and I, you know, so if there's some sort of magic and somehow through the art, 
and kids wanting to come and see Kurt Cobain, you know, and like all oh, these kids were like lining up to take their picture with Cobain was the most popular, I think. Huh. Uh, and uh, Chris Garnell, but but Cobain and then Chester too. Everybody was like lining up to take their picture with a selfie with with the with the photos. Yeah. And I think that's what maybe took their guard down a little bit. And like, you know. When you uh, when you tell your child like oh you know you, you know the, the kid may be depressed or whatever and you say to him oh we're going to a suicide awareness uh, event they'll just <laughs> you know uh, no mom you know <laughs> no thanks but um, I think with like hey there's an art show and it's about these people that have taken their lives it really got that response so we had like 13 year olds 16 year olds 18 year olds wow. it was a really cool yeah. like group of people and. Um, so anyways, fast forward. So we're like, okay, let's do this nonprofit. Um, and one of the things like, okay, so what do we do when, when you do a nonprofit? Well, one of the things would be to do these like little panel discussions and, yeah. and invite different mental health professionals. Boom. The second we get our 501c3, COVID-19. Woo. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um, and it just took the legs out from under it. Um, uh, but we were able to still do stuff. And one of the blessings of having Mariel as a partner and, and one of the curses of having Mariel as a partner, uh, we call it the Mariel effect, by the way. There's a, uh, <laughs> she tends to take things uh, to hyperspace, you know, like, and, and you get all these people that, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is uh, inappropriate, but uh, it's called hot chick syndrome, I think. We're not regulated by the FCC, even okay. though we're in the KPOV right. studios. Uh, okay. This is a podcast, okay. baby. Right on. Good, good. So I can get right. <laughs> I think people can oh, understand the hot chick syndrome. I would have went bleep, bleep, bleep a long time ago. No. Um, no, uh, seriously. Like, so, you, you know, uh, hot chick syndrome is a girl walks into a bar or a wherever, a party. And a she's beautiful, a, a nonprofit organization in our case. Thank you. Um, and all the guys' jaws drop to the floor. And now they're all, you know, getting ready to go and talk to and buy a drink for that beautiful girl. And they're all vying for a position and they're all dorks and they're, uh, hi, I'm an Aries. You know, what sign are you? You know, it's like it gets disco really fast, especially while we were in LA doing business. And so. We just had all kinds of like vermin and like Mariel's like very private person. She's on our board. Uh, she was on our board. I'll tell you. We'll get to that, um, which is the reason why. Um, she, uh, you know, you'd have all these people like trying to get in the door, whining, dining me to get to Mariel. Uh, you know, and like, right. oh, and like, you're so great in your yeah. art, and uh, and like, okay, what's Mariel's number? You know, basically, and so I, I started to notice that people were going straight to Meryl. Meryl would call me and go, what the heck is going on? I just got invited to a tequila toast in Mexico <laughs> and I don't drink. I don't even believe in drinking my books. Have you read my books? And I'm like, Meryl, no, no. I told them not to contact you. But you can't stop these guys that are on a mission and they have their agendas. So the Meryl effect, hence mm -hmm. the Meryl effect. And so we and also, she's so busy with all her things, her books and her health stuff and her grounding stuff. And uh, and now she's working on this documentary, this mini series. 
she doesn't have the bandwidth for us to go, hey, we don't have paper clips at the office, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear it, guys. Or like, or uh, the argument of like, oh, he's a Republican and oh, that one's a Democrat, you know. I'm like, and I'm always the mediator in these things. And I'm like, guys, stop, stop. Yeah. I'm like Michael Jackson and beat it, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> We're here for everyone, everyone, any religion. Any, you know, uh, political, you know, or it, it, it's we're here for the kids mostly, you know. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we can't just, you know, so. Well, it doesn't sound like your COVID time was boring. Oh, it was not. <laughs> it, <laughs> you it, weren't quarantined up in a bedroom. Oh, no, no, no. We figured out a way to make it fun, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, but needless to say, we kept going. Um, we had this. I had this idea of just this. Here's one example of the Mariel effect is I had this idea of doing a little gathering on the beach in Santa Barbara where we do a procession. I have a few friends that are in Lincoln Park and we were going to do an acoustic little uh, thing and, and walk down the street and sing songs and uh, and then uh, form a heart on the beach, you know, uh, in, with 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 candles and. And uh, and then maybe talk a little. And, and where was this going to be? At Santa Barbara. Santa, Santa Barbara. Before you knew it, uh, <laughs> we got uh, Jack Johnson, Alanis Morissette wanting oh to sign up gosh, for this thing. Wow. Now we're like, and you know, I get stars in my eyes too. You know, like, and I'm like, I'm susceptible. I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be, uh, we are the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's going to be uh, Band Aid. You know, and I, so I got really excited about that. And uh, needless to say, it just blew up to this point where it's like, we're not going to be able to do this in the city. The city will never allow 100,000 people are going to show up for Alanis Morissette, you know, and and Jack Johnson. And that's not even the the tip of the eye. Peter Gabriel phones up and says, I want to partner with you guys to do this. Because I I wanted to do the song Don't Give Up with uh, he sings with uh, Kate Bush, which is one of like my favorite yeah, songs. But I wanted to like revamp it and maybe like you know cheer it cheer it up a bit. And now our uh, one of our uh, you know advisory guys is going. Uh, I'll get I get Justin Bieber and and Billie Eilish to sing the song. And I'm like, oh, really? Wait, what? But before you knew it, you know, COVID was getting, I think, a third wave in California. And it was like the numbers were like scary. And now we have people going, well, we can't be a part of a super spreader. Um, And, you know, where are we going to accommodate all these people? And Mariel can't be attached to that. And, you know, so (laughs) here we are. Um, And relatively, basically what I did is because it started to get kind of bipolar, the whole thing. I'm like. We need to do this thing. Was it started as a grassroots thing in this little town called Bend, Oregon, and I think Bend mirrors every you know small town in this country, and um, so I just like let's do something grassroots. Uh, let's let's start helping. Our, our motto on our website is: if we save one life, we save the world. And okay, let's start with one. And so I decided to do this thing hearts unknown uh hue h-u-e um and work with kids locally 
in the community. And I just put a little Facebook thing like, hey, guys, you know, if you know any kids that are struggling with depression or anxieties right now, like I, I think uh, recently CNN said something to the fact that 41 percent of kids considered suicide wow. during the pandemic and 51, 5.1 million were diagnosed with anxiety in 2021. Um, and then 2.1 million in de for depression. So that's like huge numbers. Like this is beyond like, you know, it's kind of like our gas prices right now. It's like, it's going through the roof. So anyhow. Nicola, so yeah. the story you're telling is very LA. What, what, why, <laughs> why move back to Bend and <clears throat> regroup here? And yeah. I mean, how do you, yeah. how do you get here with the idea of, I mean, I can understand the, the pressures, wow. but, um, but it sounded like you were in a place to, you know, I mean, of course it's COVID, but, but yeah. now you're back here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea was is that, you know, we, have, we had a, most of our board members in L.A. That's all changed now. We now have uh, Bruce Abernethy, uh, our, our oh, former yeah. mayor of, of Bend. Yeah. I'm sure you know, wonderful, sure. wonderful human being. I have Stephanie Celine from the Stabilization Center and Masters in uh, Social Work. I have Deb Stone who's a wonderful art therapist, play therapist on our board. I wanted to switch it from Hollywood to here. I feel most comfortable here. Yeah. I have my own struggles still too. I, just because I'm the founder of an organization against suicide prevention doesn't mean I don't, there aren't days where I'm like, you know, there were days in the pandemic. I don't know if, how you guys were, but. Almost, Some days are better than others. Right. You know, and like, so um, I just feel calm here. Yeah. The second I get to L.A., I made the mistake of, of dragging my motorcycle down to L.A. the last time I went, and I was there for five months. I, it, that was a, a mission. Like, you, you know, to, you, I was almost killed every day on the, on the freeway. I was like the stupidest move. I, I ended up parking the motorcycle, not using it at all. Um, when I come to Bend, and I know people complain about this traffic here, guys, Try, try getting to, you know, Trader Joe's in 45, it takes you 45 minutes and it's just five blocks away. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, this is, I just love, of course, that Wilson uh, uh, roundabout. roundabout that they just put in, that was a little bit of a, I, I, I'll admit I said shit a couple times. You're becoming so small town. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're complaining I about even, a roundabout. I even got my baseball hat and a beard now since yeah. I moved to Bend. I'm like really you're like becoming in. a native. Yeah, assimil yeah, yeah. You have to assimilate, you know? And, yeah. And so, um, no, I, I, I really, I feel like Bend is the, a, a perfect place to do this. I mean, we, you know, you know our numbers in suicide, uh, you know, ideation. That's why they put the stabilization center there with, with yeah. you know, our law enforcement and, and healthcare. Um, it's up there and it's it, the struggle is real here too, you know. Sure. Um, and a lot of it is pressure from, you know, uh, doing well in school. Um, that's like the number one thing I hear from the kids is like, the, you know, uh, am, I, am I getting good grades? Uh, kids checking their grade point average several times a day online. Wow. Um, you know, am I going to get to the right college? All my other friends are going to call, you know, like these are the pressures that, you know, that, uh, these kids have. But it mirrors basically everywhere. You know, we have uh, city problems just like big cities, yeah. you know, here too. So I and I can get my arms around a, a, a city like this. Right. And it's, yeah. Manageable size. It's manageable size and, and with the right people, which is what what's coming together organically here. 
um, we're able to like really, really, you know, we're learning every day. Like these kids come in, um, you know, uh, youngest one is eight years old. We have one uh, child that just lost his mom to COVID. Hadn't left his room uh, in wow. uh, we months. He, he won't leave his room. He won't talk. Uh, this young man is now like making friends and it's mm -hmm. so beautiful to see. Another girl came from Chicago. She was African-American. She's Amer African-American and she came to the class and like hadn't made any friends. She moved to Lapine, of course, and it's like, Right. <clears throat> she just having trouble, you know, making the connection and boom, instantly, you know, in the mm -hmm. class, you're watching these kids. So I'm learning all the time and how we're going to work this and how it. Well, let's talk a little bit yeah. about like the nuts and the bolts of the class. So it's creative expression for youth kind of geared toward kids who are struggling, um, you know, with. Yes. With anxiety, depressions, but what does it look like? What does a class look like? How do you, it's when so, do you get together and, again, you know, those kind of details? Yeah, it's so cool. You know, again, we like filled up these classes in like two hours I, with this little blurb on Facebook. And I, I, I wanted to make it a little broad, like, you know, hey, uh, you know, if you're having anxiety or just struggling with the state of the world, if you have, you know, a kid that's having that, you know, these issues, um, and, you know, right away I, I blew up and uh, it was really adorable. Like these parents sent these like, you know, this so-and-so, uh, my daughter is having a really, really tough time and this is why. And I got these really, and I'm like, absolutely, you know, come on in, you know. And there, again, there's kids, uh, I think eight is our youngest. Um, but as I'm progressing with these things, like, so we're doing it at Layer Art Gallery down right here downtown. Oh, and they do already classes there and stuff like that. And there's kids that come in and out. And... Every once in a while, a, a kid will wander in with his parents, and I'm like, hey, you want to paint with us? So it's, it's been a really cool study in, like, how neat it is, like, you know, when a kid that's, you know, well-adjusted, you know, working with kids that, you know, are, you know, having a tough time, but, you know, um, it's been really neat to see them, like, you know, interact. And what we get, like, you know, we start our... our uh, our classes with a, a little like meditation, uh, local girl, uh, cranial ther therapist, sacral cranial sacral therapist, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Sierra Tanner. She uh, helps us, leads us with like a meditation and we kind of open our minds and hearts to uh, creation and do a little somatic breath work and focus in on sounds. We'll play some beautiful music yeah. and then we'll go wild with Nicola and paint. And <laughs> I'm like, all right, guys, stick your hands in the, you know, and I'll just put like buckets of paint, you know, cause I don't want it to be like elementary school where they're just a little dab of blue and a little dab of red. I want them to like, put it on your face if you want to, put it on your clothes. And I, I'll show you some pictures <laughs> after the thing, you know, like where they're just like, you know, parent comes home, comes and goes, oh my gosh. <laughs> But they're loving it and they don't, they don't want it. They want it to go longer. And yeah. so the goal, you know, like. It, it, Is it like an hour or two hours? It's one hour and uh -huh. it's not, you know, I mean, sometimes it's, it's just enough and, and they get their work done. And mm -hmm. if they do finish early, I have these mandalas that they'll color and stuff like that. And yeah. um, <clears throat> uh, the, yes, last week I had Deb Stone help me co-lead and she did this poetry uh, thing where we all kind of wrote a little phrase to cool. rhyme. And yeah. so. 
But if I show you these pictures of these kids and how happy they're, and how, you know, each of them had their own individual process. For some, it was right away. I'm, I, I'm in it, and like yeah. this is fun. I have a couple of rock stars there that are like, you know, they're coming with sunglasses on, and like they're like they're, you know, it's just it's brilliant. Uh, but then others, you know, it takes a little while, you know, the, to to come out, and then, you know, now they're getting to know their friends that are there every week, and so the goal, you know. I ultimately is to do this every day or five days a week at least, a place where the kids can land. Yeah. One of the holes I think in mental health is, is you know, there ha- a lot of people's hands are tied in that, in that industry and um, in that they don't want to take a kid too far because they don't want to leave them raw because they're probably not going to see that kid for a month. Right. And then, you know, you got that 45-minute, uh, you know, time with the therapist and uh so it, it, i want to have a space where kids can come every day whether they come once a week or every day it doesn't matter like you know um they can paint they can do some music we'll have some soundproof rooms we can bang on drums we can go graffiti on a wall in the in the space sure. uh just like let them cut loose and have a have a place where they're happy uh, you know, be the happiest place in Bend, you know, for these kids. And I, and I want it to be available for everyone. Uh, so, Nicola, yeah. when, when they're in this process, <clears throat> is, it, is it art and for, for art's sake in this case, do you, do you work with them therapeutically at all? Or is it enough for them just to start expressing themselves? Right. It's enough just to have them yeah. express themselves. That, you're exactly right. Um, I don't. I'm not a licensed uh, art therapist, but I I do have you know Dr. Asher and Deborah Stone who yeah. are. Well, you know enough I, to let them put the but paint I do. on their clothes. You, you know, can't like if I put a, a canvas in front of you right now, both of you, and and I just you know just gave you some colors, and I just with and and this is what I do with them. I I I let them be free. I I you know kids are pretty un- unencumbered as it is, but. You know, some are concerned. I want to dry it perfect, you know. and Stay in if, the lines, just like my mom told me. N- yeah, know? none of that. We don't right. do any of that. Like I said, like, it, it, stay right. out of the lines. Right. You know, like, when I was in art school, I was made an example of. I was, like, one of the worst painters in the school. And and I was made, an, you know, like, they would make fun of me. And, like, I literally <laughs> left, uh, you know, uh, disillusioned, you know, with, with, with art school. And I sure. went into music. But... So with these kids, what I'm doing is, is I'm like, create, I tasked them last week to create their own flower as a symbol of hope. And not only to create their own flower, one that never existed in nature, and, but to name it as well. And, you know, the, the idea is we're going to have a little show on World Youth Day on, uh, on August 12th. And uh, we're going to have a little show with sandwiches and I'm going to have them, all their paintings framed and they're Very gonna cool. it's gonna be pre- yeah. precious i mean i That's the awesome. way i see it and just yeah. these little kids are just such amazing uh, the, if i show you what they did it's incredible like some of it's a metropolitan museum quality like amazing so anyways the idea would be yes w- with having it for available for them every day would uh w- we could get go deeper they can, you know, express in ways like they, they wouldn't normally have expressed verbally, but they'll breathe it. They'll breathe their souls onto the canvas or through drums. So, Nicole, is that your goal? So, right now, your one day a week, are you making a push to try to 
It's all funding, right? Yes. Got to raise it. We got to raise the money. Uh, Luckily, uh, this gentleman, uh, wonderful soul, Bruce Abernethy, is a grant writer. Um, He was our mayor. He was on city council. (laughs) He works for the Ben Lapine School District as a grant writer. And I I think he had a banner year this year, but I I won't say the numbers, but he's (laughs) he's a rock star. Um, And he's behind it. All these mental health professionals that are here in town, you know, people like Deborah Stone work for the county. She's a lifer with the county. She's right. been there for, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, maybe more. Um, and they are like, yes, this is what we need, you know, and that that way we can recognize, you know, you know, like uh, look at the world right now, like these sh- school shootings. It's crazy. What if that kid, uh, Uvalde kid, I forget his name, Ramos, I think is his name. What if he would have came into the to the to a, a place like uh, Hugh and f- discovered music and uh, made a friend that also and they start a band and rather than what the outcome of what happened instead he plays rock and roll music you know and I, you know we would be able to detect that and with our you know mental health professionals on our board there and volunteers from like COCC this is how I envision it and how we're trying to you know figure it out um, is you know we would have people that they could talk to on a daily free of charge no red tape no bureaucracy yeah. no oh you know we don't take your insurance uh, no sorry we don't have any appointments available for at least two months none of that place where they can come daily how hard could that be i mean that roundabout on wilson it cost 11 million dollars to make why can't we like i mean i think building a center would a million would do it you know like uh for these kids for our youth you can for get a our porta future. potty in downtown for a million dollars now i'm pretty sure it's that <laughs> oh my god well, it's probably a 1.5 at this point. You know? Yeah. Um, just yeah. The, the way that my milk has r- r- risen in price and my whole orange juice. Nicola, and what's your event that's coming up? The event is uh, it, it's a, uh, just a s- simple little event. It's not like the Dead Poets thing like we did, uh, you know, uh, yeah. although it's starting to grow. I'm trying to keep it. Be careful. Yeah, it be looks careful. like you, when you plant a seed, it uh, like, oh. Well, you know, that's my hope is, uh, you know, that the community would come out. Right. And support these little kids that really put themselves. That's vulnerable, mm-hmm. and and you know I asked them all like, hey, do you you know would you like to show your work? You know, and like they all, uh, yeah. Can I sell it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, put a price on it, or you know, your mom might want it. You know, sell it to her. Uh, but I, I I think it'd be a really nice thing for the kids to come and support. I think Dr. Asher is coming, flying up. He's going to do a little speaking. I'm going to do a little speaking. I might have Deb Stone. Um, and uh, but and by no means the production that we did. There'll be food and stuff like that. But I just think it would mean the world to these kids if people just showed up. Uh, you know, if there was a sure. line, if it's sure. if just by some blessing, uh, there was a line out the door. How cool would that be for the kids? Yeah. You know that that uh, you know they put themselves out there and made themselves vulnerable and. People came and supported that. And, and, and you know, World Youth Day uh, this particular year just so happens to be focused on me- mental health through COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think it's appropriate. Wow. I mean, I feel like we should have done something more, but there, there really wasn't much time. By the time we thought of this, it was like... What's your date? Uh, August 12th, and it's going to be from 5 to 8 o'clock. Okay. And we're going to have food there and drinks <laughs> and stuff. Um, 
and uh, you'll be able to talk to the little artists. And, uh, That's so cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be cool. That's really fun. Uh, I think it's been really, really uh, uh, amazing for not just the kids but the parents too. And uh, they're just so appreciative. And I'm, I've just been get, getting uh, a lot of support, like f- emotional support, just to you know to keep keep this going. And, well, I wanted to ask yeah, about that. Yeah. Like, what do you get out of this? What does oh, this project do for you? I think it's I'm the one that's getting the be- the biggest benefit, really. Like when I leave that class, if I I have one picture I I, I, I should show you, but when I leave that class, I'm on clouds. <laughs> I, I, it's just one smile from one of those kids that came in not sure what was going on I, I think I lost my phone that's okay um, oh you got a suit jacket you put it in the right pocket <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. It's okay. Good the thing longer, I don't wear my leather jacket. The longer jacket you stay in bend, you'll lose a suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep my I have one picture. Keep some LA on you. And I think this one says everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. You well, know, point it you over at the, the camera. Oh, so. uh, yes. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just one of the many. I mean, this girl had the idea because I had some, I, I have little baskets and with materials like flower petals, uh, feathers, balloons. Yeah. And she said, I'm going to paint a painting with a balloon as my brush. And this oh. is what she created. Looks like she painted it with the balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, cool. cool. And it, I mean, I, I, I free them up. I give them some pointers here and there. Like I, I did this whole series where I, out of paper, I created these flowers. <laughs> so I give them that, you know, dip it in the paint, swirl it around. And they all have their own unique approach. And it's just, you, again, you can't help but breathe your soul on the canvas in front of you, all of us. And it's our, and it's our right as as humans since the beginning of time we've been painting on on walls to let people know that we are here we've been here we exist it's so important and this is not just for kids yeah us big people mm-hmm. need it too you know for some reason in at some point in history they they said oh well art is just for the gifted few at a certain age you got to let that go oh, it's everything art is everything art uh, music, whether it be through music or painting or acting, which is also what we want. We don't want to just do painting at the school. We want to like run plays and uh, like where kids write their own scripts and then we act them out. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you how, I mean, you're certainly your forte is painting, but you know how, how much of do you so, interest you have from musicians? I, and yeah. Well, so being a musician myself, okay. I had a pretty famous band for a while, uh, a couple famous bands, but one in particular turned into Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. Um, but the other one, Better Off Dead and Amazing Murder Video, became pretty popular nationally. We were managed by Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. Wow. Um, I also taught in, in Beverly Hills, of all places. <laughs> Um, well, you can get the Pat Benatar effect going for. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know if you got the Pat Benatar effect, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's one of the most sweetest human beings, uh, uh, gentle souls you'll ever meet, and it's genuine. Um, she's yeah, a we like hard, the Pat. She's a pretty hard rocker. That, that she, she can belt that little brings girl. It, brings it to the stage. Oh my gosh, you know, I mean, opera, uh, yeah. operatic trained, you know. Um, Wonderful. And her husband, Neil Giraldo, who's helped to write most of the songs. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, 
those people are amazing. They're still like the best example of a marriage that I've ever seen. So do you put, do you do, I mean, given your, then your music background, have yeah. you, have you done that with the kids as well? Yes. Uh, not here in Bend, uh -huh. but I, I did uh, do uh, at this place in Beverly Hills called Toddle Tunes. Uh, I taught little kids to play the cello, guitar, wow. drums. Um, so I plan on implementing that there at the, at, at yeah. the center. We're, we're in the works. There is a place that's, uh, there's a couple places that are offering their space now uh, that maybe we could do it for longer. I mean, even if it was, I would love to have it at least three days a week, but if it was just one day a week, maybe we could do it for like four hours yeah. instead of just one and kids could just drop in at any time in those mm -hmm. four hours. Oh, cool. Especially so, in the summer. Especially well, in the summer. Before yeah. we wrap up, you know, we um, we want to keep, keep you, uh, you know, getting to go do all those other fun things you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious, um, yeah. are you still painting the Dead Poet series? I am not. Um, uh, although there are, you know, in, in recent times, there's there's been some paintings that I wanted to add to the collection. That Dead Poets exhibit, we decided that we wouldn't sell it ever, um, that it would just kind of travel with us wherever yeah. we do our, you know, public speaking and things like that. So um, I... Uh, but right now, what I'm doing is uh, a little bit, uh, a little more free expression and kind of letting the, the paintings paint themselves, which is where what I try to instill in the kids is like let the universe channel through you and just have no idea what you're going to paint. Step back from it a little. Look at it. Like look at it like you would look at a cloud and like do you see a figure there do you see a face do you see a horse or you know whatever it is and then I'm like okay let's elaborate on that a little bit so kind of that's where where I you know you're following your bliss yes oh I like that <laughs> write that down um yeah no so this is this is uh absolutely amazing privilege you, you know you you'd said you know how does this you know help me and in so many ways um sure. it's it's as as good as painting it feels creative this whole dead poets thing feels like just a a painting but it's you know a, it's like a installation piece of some sort. like a tableau it's like yeah it's it's you know dimensional and and uh getting the right people involved and kind of figuring that out and our way through covid and and uh has just been you know a, a really cool interesting painting you know and uh and we're hoping that we can you know see it to its completion here in bend i i, t I told bruce you know one of the not to be funny or anything but i, I want to create a spaceship you know like it would be cool like architecturally a, a spaceship right. here in bend where you know we could have all these little spaces where you know kids could do you know have a stage we you know yeah. We could do painting, we could do dance, we could cross-pollinate the arts where, you know, you could step and paint and dance on a, on a canvas. And hey, I think the, our library board has a lot of funds they could loan you. Well, you could create it in the space. Uh -oh, uh -oh. It doesn't even require... That would Just be bring incredible. in the local politics yeah. in here now. <laughs> I, I, I say you pen him a letter. I'm, I'm going to walk over there right <laughs> after this. For a spaceship. I love it. No. So, yeah. I mean, anyways, um, it's it's a dream. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that we can some at least get close to that dream. Yeah. And even if it's just a, a, a four square walls where we could actually run this out on a daily, that would be yeah. enough. But, just oh, one yeah. last reminder. On yeah. August 12th, where yeah. is this event happening? Oh, thank you. Uh, layer 
art okay, gallery okay. and At supplies on Wall Street. Yes, from five to eight. Um, if you would like to contact us, um, you can go to our, our website. We have a Hue page on the Dead Poets Foundation website, and it's deadpoetsfoundation.org. And, you know, go to the menu and push Hue. And then there's a phone number there if you need. Uh, we have people waiting by the lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, actually, it's just me. <laughs> That's Take great. A little, we're really grateful to have you uh, uh, escape from L.A. and uh, uh, Thank and, you. And get back thank up here. Thank you for letting me Do some be good here. stuff. You know, yeah. thank you for uh, welcoming me. This well, this whole great. community has been just, it really is a magical place. <laughs> I, I, I was, I don't know how much time we have left, but the other day I'm at Joanne's Fabrics. And I, you know, I've been putting out a pocket for some of those paint and supplies and canvas, whatever. But I, I had the, finally the idea that like, well, they must have a discount, you know, for a nonprofit or a teacher or whatever. And so I, when I got to the teller, I said, uh, you know, can I speak to a manager? And I asked them and they said, oh, we can give you like 15% off. And I'm like, oh, great. That'd be helpful. Um, and she goes, I'll give you a 40% off coupon for one item. And I, great. But as I was explaining, I guess people were listening in line. And all of a sudden, everybody in the line started coming and giving me $5, wow. $20. Um, nice. I, my eyes, like, I mean just smoke <laughs> in my eyes you know oh. it was just like it was just a beautiful thing and yeah, that i think is a very reflective about what kind of community we live in and, yeah. that, and, and what a blessing why would i want to go back to la no there, <laughs> there are some family that i would go yeah, that i go back yeah. for but but i this is home. This there's is tacos home. there i That's mean good. there is that it's good food uh, there's some good food <laughs> and there's some good people and yeah. really yeah. it's uh, you know well thank you so much for thank joining you. us thank you today for me. thank you for having yeah. me really thank truly you. Um, yay. Um, see all all your folks later. (laughs) Awesome.